Welcome to Heart Sounds, where we explore the spiritual life with the aim of living well. I'm your host, Steve Harper. We continue in our series of looking at the streams of living water. We're drawing on the excellent book by Richard Foster in which he identifies the various ways in which God's water of life gets into us. We look today at the evangelical stream. And I have to begin by saying that of all the streams that we are looking at, of all the streams that Foster writes about in his book, this one happens to be the most controversial today. It's a good stream, as Richard Foster points out in his book, a rich stream, an historic stream. But in our day, sadly, it's a good stream that's gone bad. It's a good stream that's become contaminated and poisoned by Christian fundamentalism as it's expressed through Christian nationalism. Now, that's not the point of today's episode. I only point to you to it to to let you know that when you begin to explore the evangelical stream in the 21st century, you may find some things about it that are not appealing to you, things which in fact seem antithetical to the gospel. I just want to alert you to that so that you can know that what we're talking about today is the evangelical stream when it flows pure, clean, and rich, good living water. Some have even ceased to use the term evangelical today. And on the Heart Sounds group Facebook page, I'll put a book by Dr. David Gushy called After Evangelicalism. But we're using it because it's a stream that needs to flow into us for our spiritual formation. It's a water of life metaphor. And so, we want to look at some of the things that the evangelical stream provides. First of all, it provides the gift of good news. That's what evangelical means, literally. It means the evangel, the good news. And the good news, as we've already seen in the Heart Sounds podcast series, the good news is we are God's beloved children in whom God is well pleased. And then that gets rooted in the two great commandments, to love God then with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and our neighbor as ourself, and to manifest the fruit of the Spirit. This is the good news. And the evangelical stream flows into us with that encouraging and and enlightening reminder of who we are and how we're supposed to live the life of love daily in the world. The evangelical stream also emphasizes the gift of Jesus. I remember when Henry Nouwen wrote a book some years ago called Jesus, the Gospel. Well, that's right. You see, the Gospel is not uh, uh, information, it's incarnation. Uh, It's not word, it's the word made flesh. Jesus is 
the gospel. If you read Richard Foster's book, you'll know that he calls the evangelical tradition the word-centered life. But when you look further, you see that he understands the, the term word not simply in the idea of text or information, but in the context of logos, the word, which was with God from the beginning, the word which was God in nature, and now the word which became flesh in Jesus. That's John 1.14, the incarnation that, that divides history into B.C. and A.D., if you will. Now, if you followed me in my writings or if you have um, even listened to the previous episodes of Heart Sounds, you know that this is where I turn immediately to the writing and influence of E. Stanley Jones on my life. Uh, there's not been anyone, ancient or modern, who has kept me rooted in Christ more than E. Stanley Jones. His book, The Way, his book, Abundant Living, his book, The Word Made Flesh, and I could go on and on and on because almost every one of his nearly 30 books emphasizes the gift of Jesus, emphasizes uh, the Word made flesh. That's what the evangelical stream has done throughout its history. That's the heritage. It's the heritage of good news. You are God's beloved child. And it's the, the message of the gift of that good news in the person of Jesus Christ. The evangelical stream, thirdly, flows into us by continuing the good news of God and Jesus through the triumph of grace. Paul makes an astounding statement in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 22. He said, as in Adam all die, in Christ shall all be made alive. Now, you'd better be sitting down when you read that because all means all. The word all is not used in two different senses in this verse. Now, we, in the evangelical tradition, we understand very clearly the first half, as in Adam all die. We've been saying from the beginning that, that we have to declare what Paul said in Romans 3.23, that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. How many times have you heard that? Uh, how many times have you believed that to be true of your own life? It's true for all of us. As in Adam, all die. The unfortunate thing is that we sometimes stop there and don't read the remainder of Paul's words. So also, so also shall all be made alive in Christ Jesus. That's the triumph of grace. Grace abounding. Grace abounding. Grace is love at work. We've already said that the evangel is the good news that we're God's beloved well, grace is the means for love to flow into our lives. 
Now in the Wesleyan tradition, we understand this, don't we? Provenient grace awakens us to God. Converting grace attaches us to God. Sanctifying grace advances us in the life of God. Grace abounds. Grace triumphs. All shall be made alive in Christ Jesus. This is the good news. This is the heart of the evangelical stream. And we want that stream to be flowing into our lives. Well, that's today's episode, and it's a rich one indeed. I hope that you will get Richard Foster's book and read it, becoming familiar with all the streams. I hope you'll tell your friends about the Heart Sounds podcast. And I hope that you'll tune in for the next episode of Heart Sounds. It's coming soon.